0: The Heritage End of Year Fund Drive is officially on. Become a member today at HeritageRadioNetwork.org/donate. Jewel by
1: Chef Steps is a proud sponsor of Beer Sessions Radio. Jewel sous vide is the future of the kitchen. Jewel, perfect food every time. Learn more at ChefSteps.com/joule. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, guys, it's Tuesday, December 18th, 2018. This is our last live show of the year. It's almost Christmas, and we're here in New York celebrating one of the things that that we've come to love the most about the beer scene, and it's uh, the New York State Farm Breweries that uh, have been doing such a great job celebrating New York ingredients like hops and malt. And uh, one of the leaders uh, in our New York City brewers community in that regard is our good buddy, Jason Saylor, uh, of Strong Rope Brewery in Gowanus, Brooklyn. Jason, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back on so a, a few months ago, I had uh, Anne Riley from Five Borrows Brewing. We were just talking about New York City Brewing in general, and of course, it came up, you know who's really on top of New York sourcing sourcing New York ingredients, and she brought up your name so um just give us a little backstory. We know about strong rope brewery you're <clears throat> you're making beers with almost one hundred percent New York State ingredients. Your role has really changed over the years. I mean, you're kind of the go-to guy uh, for, you know, hops and malt in New York. You seem to be. I'm sure other brewers are using you as a resource. Um, you know, so just tell us a little about where, where you're at in, in the scene and uh, yeah. some of the roles you play.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're we're actually now 100% uh, across the board. So all of our beer is made with 100% New York hops and New York malt. Uh, that happened this summer. Um, we uh, started getting roasted malts uh, from New York Craft Malt, which is kind of the last barrier for us to get to that next level. Um and, you know, we're we're just kind of, you know, really just still in our exploration phase where we just celebrated our third third year anniversary. So it was, you know, we're really kind of, still kind of playing, and, and, you know, that's three seasons of hops that we've, you know, dealt with, and it's been three different, you know, seasons, you know, the, it's been wet, it's been dry, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a growing, ever-growing uh, thing from both the, the malt houses and the hop farms, and for us exploring, um, you know, we're, we're a farm brewery, uh, and in the farm brewery states that you have to use 20% um, uh, New York uh, malts and hops. And it's jumping to sixty uh, percent uh, at the start of uh, next year. So, one of the things we wanted to do was be on top of that uh, from the get go, uh, and you know, show that we can do it. Because a lot of a lot of people in the a lot of farms in the industry are, are you know kind of worried, or a lot of breweries in the industry are kind of worried about meeting those you know kind of demand or meeting those, those quotas. Um, so we're, you know, we're just trying to do what we can and show that, that it can be done and also be a resource for people. Um, uh, other brewers, if you know, they have questions, we can, you know, show them our finished product, answer as many questions, introduce them. And, you know, we're doing a lot of that now and in introducing, um, the, the, the our pro- producers and providers, uh, to other breweries and trying to make connections so that it then becomes more than just farm breweries uh, using New York State ingredients, that it becomes a
1: larger thing. That's great, man. We're going to be talking a lot about that. And I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. So you brought, you brought some folks. You, you, you put together the New York Sourcing Show. Um, tell us what you did today. Just just bring us up to speed. So you took them to a couple <laughs> breweries. Yeah, yeah. And you we'll know, introduce everybody.
2: You know, if we're going to bring uh, people down from all over New York, it's a big state. So if they're going to take that time to uh, drive down, we want to uh, take them around. Um, so that they can, you know, uh, see what's going on, make their, you know, get those introductions out there. Hopefully they make other connections. So we started out um, kind of over at Kang Lantern, which is actually doing a bunch of uh, a nice uh, uh, New York stuff. Uh, and then from there we jumped over and said hi to the, the, the folks at Grimm um, who, you know, uh, are doing New York beer, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a bit. Um, and it's, so it's, it's, it's those types of
1: things that, you know, we're just trying to keep, uh, um, you know, keep progressing. Well, Jason, you're doing a great job. And just from setting up the show, I learned so much already about how far the New York State Farm Brewery community has come. So let's just, everyone introduce themselves, because this is quite, quite an interesting group of uh, hops and, and farm brewers. And, you know, we want to tell us where you're from and, uh, where in New York you're from as well. So Kara.
3: Hi, I'm Kara Johnston. I work with Chimney Bluffs Hoppery in Wolcott near Rochester, New York.
1: And so, it's, in particular, you guys are what? You're a, a hop farm. You have a long history as a family farm.
3: Family farm, um, six generations, 2,000 acres of apples. So, um, over
1: by out by Rochester, New out York, out
3: by Rochester, yes. which to
1: me seems really far west. But is that <laughs> not? That's not. Is that Western New York? It's or not? Western New York. Yeah. yeah,
3: but we're right on Lake Ontario, so it's nice. We get great climate. Uh, really flavors the hops and the apples. So great. And what, and
1: what did yeah. you think of the the breweries you visited today? Or are, are you are you regularly working with uh, some New York City brewers?
3: I am. So I work with um, Jason at Strong Rope. I just um, had a collabor- Well, a brew with Grim. They're brewing an all New York State pale ale um, that should be available in a couple weeks. And, and what and, did they buy
1: from you? Some hops.
3: Uh, they bought Centennial and Chinook hops, and then. Um, a Coming up in January, I've got KCBC doing it on all New York State beer as well. So That's great. Well, let's get the yeah,
4: next guest. We've got uh, yeah, it's, uh, Chad Zamar of uh, Steuben Brewing Company in Hammondsport, New York, uh, which is in the uh, Finger Lakes region. Uh, we're, we're Specifically, we're on Cuca Lake.
1: So Jason, he said that you were a, a strong, <laughs> you're probably in the Strong Road family, he said a strong, Always strong. New York yeah. farm brewery.
4: Yeah, so we're, yep, we're a New York State Farm Brewery. Um, there's some, some of our beers are 100% New York, um, like with Jason's. Um, all of them are 60%. Um, come January 1st, at, you know, it's going to jump from 20% to 60%. Um, and we've been at 60% uh, you know, the past couple years. Uh, but we do have a series called Local Liquid um, that utilizes 100% New York State malt and hops.
1: So you're, you're pretty interesting. I mean, you're, you're on a, in wine country. Yeah. And tell us how, how, so, how you opened up and how long you've been there.
4: We've been there. Uh, it's
1: pretty, and it's a good trip up there. Go to, go to the Finger yeah, Lakes, it's a, it's a beautiful visit some region. wineries, visit Steuben Brewing.
4: Yeah, there's, um, you know, as far as beverage uh, producers, you know, there's cideries, wineries, uh, distilleries, of course, breweries um, all around us. Uh, so, yeah, four years ago, uh, we just, we actually just this September celebrated our uh, fourth fourth year anniversary. Um, so we're on, we've got a, a block of land, uh, about eight acres. Um, it was a vineyard. Uh, we had some old, really old Baco Noir vineyards that were part of the, um, the Taylor Wine Company back in the 50s. Those were there, just weren't producing. Um, we, those were taken out. We allowed other farmers to to use our land. Um, and then four years ago decided to open up a brewery on that land. So. Was
1: it the New York state, uh, farm brewery license law? Was that specifically yeah. why you opened it, it up?
4: It was, yeah. We had uh, a few years before that we, we were talking about it. I started to develop a, a business plan and then the New York state farm brewery law came out, uh, which mimics the, um, the wine, the wine side, the, uh, the New York state wine, um, farm, farm wineries. So that came out, you know, with that it was, you could sell beer over your own bar. So you, you could get that retail dollar, um, which was, you know, really important for us. Um, and, and with that, you know, we really started to, um, move quicker with, with trying to get it open.
1: That's great, man. That's great introduction. And then, uh, another guy who's like, I think the hop king of New York state,
5: uh, yeah, my name's Chris Holden. Um, I own Crooked Creek Hop's Farm in Addison, New York, and uh, I man- manage the, the New York Hop Guild. Um, wh- so
1: where is Addison close to?
5: So it's close to Corning. Uh, it's west of Corning a little ways. That's um, where I grew up. family farm, so we've been there for, oh, since the late now I have this funny
1: image of western New York. My daughter's taking a <laughs> AP U.S. history class, and it seemed like in the 1800s, Western New York was the place where all the crazy religious revivalists were. <laughs> and there's one, Oneida, that flatware company, was started by some uh, free love society. I don't know if oh. you guys <laughs> still talk about that. that, but I'm trying to, I'm <laughs> seeing, the, part of the show is, what Jason's done is we think so much, of, we think of farms and upstate in New York City, we think about Hudson Valley. And I know there's people, know, Finger Lakes. And, but I'm just trying to picture this, this whole state. So we've got um, cars, ha, chimney hop. Chimney Bluff Hoppery is up by Rochester. And um Chad, your stew and brewing is in Finger Lakes, but but Chris, you're in Corning. I'm trying to picture that.
5: Where yeah. Where we're, is that? We're about uh we're about four hours from here. We're eight miles from the Pennsylvania border, um, straight south of where Chad is. Is that, is that called Southern Tier? Yep, Southern Tier. Southern yep. Tier. Yep. Still in the Steuben County. Um so yeah, it's like the middle of western New York, I guess you could say.
1: And I cut you off. So you are doing a lot of cool stuff. So tell us about the family farm, a lot of history there.
5: Yeah, we've uh yeah, it's been in the generation well I'd be seventh generation farmer technically there. Um, got into craft beer, this kinda came up as a an opportunity and kinda jumped on it. It's kinda been a disease so you, in a way. I'm just gonna jump
1: from you you can go to um, everyone here's got great Instagrams, but you know, going back to what, eighteen something you guys were a tobacco farm.
5: Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, that would be my great 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 grandfather. It uh, was tobacco plantation. We still have the tobacco dryer that's there. It's a big barn um, that we utilize today. And then uh, the old hay barn, as I call it, that's been there since we dated it like seventeen ninety seven or something like that. So it's, it's pretty pretty interesting. It's cool. So
1: how did you get started working with hops?
5: Uh, we were going to do a brewery ourselves and decided to try the hop. Part of it as well, and that kind of took over everything. I guess you could say.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, were you working at the farm? What were you doing like five years ago, ten years ago?
5: Um, Ten years ago, I was I was working for a farm service company, um, and getting into craft beer, I guess you could say, and looking at doing the brewery side. And with the farm brewers license kind of came out, and there was this big push for farm hop farmers. <laughs> we decided to take a shot at it, and it got us going really, and it's we've kind of taken off from there, I guess.
1: Great, man. Well, this is a good introduction. Um, quick, we're drinking uh, a beer. Chad, is this one of your beers?
4: Yeah, this is one of my uh, beers. This one is new. It's part of our local liquid series. It's called Mount Pleasant, um, which is named after um, a band, a local band. We get um, a lot of bands that, that play at our brewery. Uh, this is the Mount Pleasant string band. It's just kind of fun-loving, awesome band to listen to. So that's what it's named after. Um, so it's uh, 100% ingredient, um, New York beer. Um, it has a hop that's, uh, they actually call it New York. Um, that, um, it's from Rick Peterson's farm. He's in Seneca, Seneca Castle, New York, which is kind of around the Geneva area, um, north of, uh, Seneca Lake. Um, so he, he has this hop, um, it's called New York. It has this, uh, really unique flavors, aromas to it. Um, it has like a Uh, peach apricot stone fruit Um, and I don't think they know exactly the the lineage of this hop Um, it was it was part of like Rick bought it from like this registry in in England that was labeled New York he thought that would you know maybe it had come from New York at one point maybe before the prohibition Um, so he has that that hop Um, and he's the only one in the state that that's growing it
1: Wow, so there's so, a lot of history. Um, yeah. So, uh, Chris or, or Carr, are there other hop stories like that of, of uh, random old hops that have been discovered?
5: Uh, yeah, so there's... there's Clippings there's, in
1: somebody's Bible. Yeah,
5: there's <laughs> like 17, I think it is, varieties that... Uh, the Northeast Hop Alliance has collected over the last couple of years, and we've sent out samples to, uh, to Hopsteiner out in Yakima, Washington, to get a DN- DNA testing done on them to see if they are, you know, are they actually wild hops, do they have a heritage to this area, or are they coming from maybe like a, a native fuggle from the United Kingdom or a Saz or a heller from Germany and Czech Republic. Um, so we're waiting for those results to come back. Hopefully we'll hear you know early 2019 about some of those hops um the new york hop that chad was talking about i know is in that in in that group to find out what it's actually comes from and hopefully it is something extremely unique i
1: mean so do you guys jason like the just the the fact that there's so many people growing hops i mean compared to 6 8 years ago it's it's unbelievable
2: I mean, there was there was uh, just a handful of acres six eight years ago, uh, you know, when this came about. So, and right now they're saying it's somewhere around four hundred acres of hops, uh, and you know, uh, it's 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 grown expone- exponentially, and uh, the quality uh, has has grown uh, um, uh, amazingly well as well. So it's it's there, you know, because it, it was there used to be forty thousand acres of hops grown in in New York. And in the late 1800s, uh, prior to prohibition and all, you know, uh, cheaper land, better growing conditions out west, uh, prohibition, a blight in New York, all these factors led to this demise of this, this, you know, our brewing agriculture scene in New York. And so this what is happening right now is just an amazing resurgence and really important. Thing in in my eyes, with now over 400 breweries in New York, there's some. I think it's split half and half between uh, about 200 microbrewery licenses and 200 uh, farm brewery licenses. So there's there's a lot of people that are really interested and really want to play, and and we're at kind of a critical juncture uh, at this point where we need to be supporting them and 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 getting behind this entire endeavor. Um, and, and you know, taking those next steps and, and making sure that we create a region that is sought after not just in New York, but uh, on, a, on a larger scale uh, worldwide. And, you know, I want people to come and want to,
1: you know, get these ingredients. You know, on that note, well, first it's about New York geography. So, Kara, is there something different about Western New York? Is, is the climate different than, like, the Hudson Valley? Is the terrain different? I mean, is is, is it favoring hop-growing uh, larger hop farms, or it just happens to be that that's where you are.
3: Oh, we get the moisture off of Lake Ontario. Hops require a lot of water, um, so I think that helps. Um, our particular yard is on an artisanal well, so that's another additive in our favor. Um, and our soil is um, unlike no other. It's very um, sand-like. <laughs> which allows the roots of the hops to grow down about 12 to 15 feet. Um, and without the roots going down that low, you'll never get the shoots to go up that high. So um, I think yeah, that's so what we...
2: When we walked through uh, last summer, it was just like, it was a dry day and it was just this powder. Like the yard was just this this soft, like it was, it was crazy looking. And I haven't seen one like that. It was, It's beautiful getting out to these farms and stuff.
1: Oh. And Chad and also what car so that farm the chimney hops uh it was it has been more of what an apple farm
3: yes that that particular lot is not, but we do have two thousand acres of apples, so that's kind of their meat and potatoes, and then uh, a couple of years ago, they decided they wanted to diversify and um, with the farm brewing license. They saw an opportunity. They're really good growers. Um, they're the number one grower of, of apples in the eastern eastern United States, so they thought they'd get into the hop game. And I think that, you know, 32 acres. This year we had 27 acres planted, and we produced 36,000 pounds of hops. So um, we're, we're definitely in it. Um, wow, so
1: one day we'll be back to 40,000 acres <laughs> of hops. Another quick question. So uh, every once in a while, a different brewer asked me, he so, said, gosh, you know, we're waiting for that New York hop. You know, is there a hop? I mean, uh, Chris, I know you, you've, you're selling some uh, Michigan... Uh, origin hops tell us about that and what you're looking for and is is there i think you've said something about how you guys are trying to to find a hop that defines non-pacific northwest so should we be looking for a new york hop or for a northeastern hop or you know what what are we looking for and what are some of the 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 cool stuff that you see coming
5: so when we got into it we wanted to uh you know, grow something different basically. So when we, we, we started off by reaching out to great lakes hops and they had a couple, couple varieties called, uh, Michigan copper and Mackinac that they had bred and we had brought Michigan copper into the state six years ago. And it's been, it's been great. Um, but yes, I think that the brewers have gotten to the point where it's like, Hey, we used to have this big presence in the hop industry. Let's do something to have our own thing. The amount of breweries. Um, is really pushing that the farm brewer's license. Uh, we were the first or second state to have the farm brewer's license, so it's like, why not? Um, so the, I, I, the, the start of that is with Northeast hop Alliance doing the testing on the varietals, and then uh, they're working with Cornell to kind of see what the agronomy is going to be with those, and if they're going to be something that's going to Make a farmer money, you know, and be w- worth it for them to grow, and then kind of hopefully go from there and start breeding some of that stuff, and we'll see if Cornell jumps on board to do more, and maybe there'll be some private breeding as well.
1: I mean, uh, both Jason and Chad, I remember like eight years ago having guys like Garrett Oliver, or Brooklyn Brewery, on. And we were just talking about New York hops, and back then everyone thought you could only grow like. English style hops like a fuggles or something. Hmm. I mean th- is, has that changed a lot the, 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 the understanding of what you can grow in New York? I, I mean I, I would think so
2: just because of the, the the hops that we're getting <laughs> and, and and working with uh, and and seeing the the some of the flavors that we are getting that there, that aren't uh, just that standard English kind of profile. We're getting things that that are stone fruit and have you know hints of coconut and some. Uh, we're not getting like the super juicy things, um, and I think you know uh, you know in the end like we do have to have uh, you know a, a breeding program to then create those New York hops that you're, you're asking about. Like, we have to be uh, a progressive in uh, what we're doing here so that, you know, we're not beholden to Michigan or the Pacific Northwest with what they have in their stock and what we can play with, but let's lead that and, like, create our own things. Um, so I, I think it's gone far beyond. I think one of the things is that you see our climate is kind of similar to England. So it's kind of a, a, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're not the Pacific Northwest. It's not a dry arid desert that we have to just irrigate the hell out of. You know, this is, you know, we have a a very different, you know, um, as Carl was saying, it's like, you know, the finger, finger lakes are different than Lake Ontario that are different than, you know, central uh, Madison County area, New York and versus the Hudson Valley versus the Long Island Sound and the North Fork. Like, it's so many different regions within this one state, and they're growing all over. Um, and it's, just a, it's a fascinating thing to see where it's coming from and what's going on.
1: Uh, hold on one second. We're just going to take a short break, guys. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. The holidays are just around the corner, and at Beer Sessions Radio, we don't just care about what's in your glass. There's one smart kitchen appliance that can make the best Thanksgiving turkey you've ever tasted. For real. Joule Souvide uses precise temperature control and trademarked visual doneness guides to make perfect food every time. Cook incredible dishes at home via the Joule app on your phone or tablet. Or try voice controlled cooking with the Joule Amazon Alexa skill. Hey, Alexa, dial me up a brisket. There's zero guesswork, so steak, chicken, seafood, turkey, roast, eggs. All come out exactly the way you like them. Just be sure to save room for pumpkin pie. Jewel perfect food every time. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E and enter our code HRN to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E and enter our code HRN. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. There's over 30 shows. Next year will be our 10th anniversary on Heritage Radio Network. You can become a member, end of your donors, all that stuff, heritageradionetwork.org. So we've got a great show today, New York Sourcing, put together by uh, Jason Saylor of Strong Oak Brewery. So we were talking about hops in New York, and uh, Chad from Steuben Brewing and the Finger Lakes, you were just about to jump in.
4: Yeah, yeah. Basically, what, what Jason is explaining is the, the terroir, basically of, of uh, the different regions in in New York State. Um, much like with you know uh, grapes, you know, they, and wine, they, they speak about you know terroir and um, the climate, the soil, you know, those kind of things. And I, I definitely think that there is um, you can apply that uh, to to hops and, and barley. In New York State, um, or grain in general, you um, a perfect example of that, I think, is the the New York State Centennials. Um, it is not like um, a West Coast Centennial. Um, there's, it's, it's just much different, and um, you know, I, I think it has to do with the the climate, the soil, um, growing conditions, you know, those kind of things. So, but it's it's different. You wouldn't be able to tell if you had. If you had a West Coast Centennial and a New York State Centennial, they don't they don't smell the same.
1: Yeah. yeah. And car for you, you're you're selling hops to, to different breweries. Tell us a couple of the, the breweries that I might know that, that you sell hops to and their response to your hops and what kind of beers they're making.
3: Um, so, so like I know Community
1: Beer Works. Community I Beer saw Works. That on your Instagram. Yes.
3: They they did a um, collaboration with KCBC. Um, and they used our Triple Pearl and the Cascade and did a, just a session IPA, which was really nice. i um, have got Good Nature Brewing that brews their Annie, which is their big uh, Imperial IPA. They use our Centennial. Um,
1: Where's Good Nature?
3: They're in Hamilton near Colgate College. And then probably our... That's somewhere
1: in New York, right? Somewhere
3: in New York, yeah. Central. Central. Um, And then we were also part of... um, Ithaca Beer Company did an all-New York State beer ingredient. They launched, it was called Brew York. And they used the Cascade Centennial Chinook, and they um, replaced their Green Trail beer with this pale ale.
1: And Chris, for you, I know you've also been selling to a lot of, uh, even New York area, New York City area breweries.
5: Yeah, so we work with uh, Jason and Chad, obviously, um, as well down here. We're working with uh, breeze like Single Cut. Um, we've got stuff over at uh, um, Rockaway, Fifth Hammer, um, Upstate areas, Buffalo, Big Ditch. Big Ditch does a, an all New York State beer with us. It's pretty cool. Um, quite a different, one, quite a few different ones in the Finger Lakes, like Wagner Valley and Lucky Hair. So like Big,
1: big Ditch or, or Fifth or Single Cut. What are a couple of beers they've made and? Some hops um, that they've bought from you.
5: So Big Ditch, they're using uh, Centennial Cascade and our Michigan Copper, and uh, they're all New York State Pale Ale. Um, it's called 100% New York. Um, pretty pretty cool beer. Um, they emailed me after they first did it and said it was probably possibly the best beer that they've ever made. Um, so it was really rewarding to hear stuff like that. Um, single cut's uh, also Locals use, better? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really good. Um, single Cut uses our Michigan Copper and our Mackinac, and uh, one of their beers, it's... Pretty cool, very interesting. They do a couple times a year. Um, Jason and Chad both do some really interesting things as well. Um, up through the up through uh, the Hudson Valley, we're working with places like Millhouse and uh, Newberg. Um, we'll oh, talk that's
1: great! Them. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. we got a special if you listen. Stay on at five forty-five p.m. live only. Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada is going to call in about the special resilience campfire IPA beer. Um, the other question is so like, you know, in a very short time. You know, there's New York hops. There's some New York malts coming available. Do you think that are the consumers really responding to that? Like, can you can you say like, wow, that's the best beer I ever had, and it was made with New York ingredients?
5: Yeah, I mean, they're it's obviously everything that they're using is different than what they're used to. So it, it, there's a learning curve there with you know, knowing what malts they're using, what hop farm they're using, um, or working with to to figure out what beer styles they're going to use those hops in, but also if they're going to replace those for stuff that they're using predominantly from the West Coast, um, they've got to know how to play with each one of those ingredients to uh, make sure that you know they have consistency, and yeah. there's consistency from us as well. And there's getting to be more and more interest, even outside the farm brewers, um, the farm breweries itself. I mean, it's going to help sustain what we're doing for sure. Um, I think that over the next four, five, six years, you're going to start seeing more of these breweries being more regionalized and using you know our main hops, like our C hops, you're gonna start seeing those in year-round releases um, that are fully packaged.
1: What, you said like main the state,
5: uh, or no. you said C hops? like C- our main should be the Cascade, Chinook, Centennial. Main the S E A. The main, yes. the main hops, Centennial. Yes. M-A- M-A- yeah, M-A- yeah.
1: <laughs> and and Chad for you, um, tell us you poured another beer. Tell us about that beer. And I'm interested in, at student Brewing, the Finger Lakes. The the kind of clientele that actually goes to your brewery, wh- what what are yeah. they drinking the most?
4: Sure. Well, it's actually this beer right here um, <laughs> that we poured. Uh, this is our our New York Pilsner. Um, that's what we call it, uh, New York Pils. So this has uh, um, New York State. So it has our uh, New York State Cascade in it, um, and then the the malt that's in it, uh, the grain uh, was grown in Penyan which is which is just north of the brewery, just a few miles. Uh, so it's, you know, really hyper local. Um, so yeah, with, with people that are, that are coming to the brewery, uh, depending on the the time of year, summertime, the lake population, um, increases significantly. So, you know, we get people from all over, you know, for three or four months and then, um, winter, winter time, late fall, early spring, it's, it's mostly locals. and the locals come out, and you know we Friday Saturday nights we've got uh, typically music. Uh, we have food trucks, um, you know that kind of thing. But this this beer here Appels is most. is the yeah as far as tap room sales that's that's the beer that moves the most in our in our tap room. And Jason, so. what
1: about for you? Because I know you've got like the new beer, the Story Ride, which I'm dying to try. <laughs> I'm going to go over to your brewery in Gowanus, yeah, Brooklyn soon. Um, wh- what's been moving for you? I know, I mean, people go, to, do they go to you because you're the, the all New York State ingredient brewery or it's also because you're just convenient and you have beer? <laughs> I would
2: say predominantly convenient and have beer. Uh, I mean, we're also in Gowanus, which uh, has Threes Brewing, other half folks beers, So we've got a little kind of, uh, you know, beer trail going on down there. So we get a lot of people coming through and just hitting up all of us. Uh, but we do get a lot of we do get a lot of people interested in what we're doing. Um, and you know, uh, since we are around some amazing breweries doing a lot of uh, kind of progressive hop uh, varieties from not New York, um, it's important that we are able to kind of showcase what we're doing and being able to describe and talk to these people if we can uh the more that we can uh, express you know why our beers our ipas specifically because that's really our oh, those are our bigger our big sellers why they taste different I, and and they do taste different and you know i'm completely on board with that like i don't want to uh, taste everything else um you know so it, it's um you know we're pe- people are enjoying it they're learning um and we get people, you know, we're New York City, so we get people from all around the world, and you know, not just uh, you know our our little Brooklyn neighborhood. So yeah, it's 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 good though. People
1: are people are really behind it. Let's let's pour your beer. You just crack that can. Yeah. And Chris, tell us. So, uh, do you actually have to go and sell to breweries or or people because of the New York State? farm brewery license or are they actually just calling you saying man i really need some new york hops
5: there <laughs> it's mostly going out i think me and car me and car are the cars. yeah the, we're the two that are on the ground <laughs> doing this and promoting you know new york state hops uh for sales wise um i mean yeah there's every now and then you get someone that calls you up and asks you or ordering it online or whatever but uh for the most part all of our sales are going door to door and doing what jason does kind of for us but you know for ourselves and and getting getting our our names out there and our hops out there and a lot of business recently for us anyways has been coming from word of mouth gosh Definitely. i i
1: remember like sorry i i remember like in 2012 or 2013 i was in cooperstown for a festival and there was also some kind of a small hop growers meeting at the time and it seems so like fantasy then there'd be funny farmers coming up and they were even told you should plant half half an acre because you can harvest that by hand people were just getting started and and it i don't know do you want to take me back to those times
5: uh yeah i mean our first year doing an acre harvesting it by hand call up the entire family they come by give uh grandma and grandpa the great big binds because they were we told them they were the best at doing it and uh (laughs) You kind of overstay your welcome, or, um, and yeah, they don't want to come back the next year. <laughs> it's it's a <laughs> lot of work, so you go from doing it that way to uh, having to mature in the industry much quicker if you're going to stick around, I guess you could say.
3: I was going to say, Jason sells himself short, but he is a huge proponent of New York State ingredients, and because of him, um, I have brewers contacting me saying... You know, I see these New York City brewers, Strong Rope, brewing with your hops, I want in. So just this trip, I had picked up Diner Brewing um, a couple weeks ago, Sing Sing Kill Brewing. uh, And that's all because word of mouth. And when you've got great brewers brewing great beer with your hops, other brewers want part of that.
1: That's great. And Jason, you've really influenced, I know, the New York City Brewers Guild, I mean for a number of years we we're trying to push a smash beer New york state smash beers on the the New york City beer week um you've still been handling that how how's that going are, are, you know how many how many of the New york City brewers are regularly- you know buying new york hops and making beers for beer week for example
2: uh it's 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 more and more i mean you know it's 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 been a process um i think we had i want to say we had like Twelve uh, far uh, twelve breweries participating in the last kind of smash uh, beer competition uh, for New York City Beer Week, and we hope to have more this year. Um, it, people are people are getting into it, um, you know, with KCBC and uh, Grimm and others. They're they're really jumping on on that. So I'm hoping that we kind of see that. Uh, you know, we see a kind of a, 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 a surge. Uh, for New York City Beer Week and the Smash Beer, and just people working with them in general throughout the year. You know, it's it's great to have people participating in this one event, but, you know, I want to see this grow on a much larger scale. So I want to, like, let's do it year round.
1: And Jason, uh, you just cracked open a beer for us. What is it?
2: Yeah, so this is our IPA, Tenacity of Cones and Binds, and this actually features. It's a great name, right? Yeah. <laughs> Say it one more time, please. Tenacity of Cones and Binds. It's uh, in cans right now, six uh, percent.
1: Chris Ica- is laughing. He's like, "That's my dreams." <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: this, binds. this actually features Chimney Bluffs uh, um, Centennial and Nugget hops. Um, so yeah, we get you get some kind of uh, nice watermelon rind characters, some uh, some great kind of deep uh, earth, um, and it's just you know some other. Uh, yeah, it's, been, it's just good.
1: Wow, man. We're off to a great start. We're going to take another short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the Resilience uh, Campfire Beer Project. And Ken Grossman is going to call in from Sierra Nevada. We'll be back in a minute on Beer Sessions Radio. All right.
0: For the past 10 years, Heritage Radio Network has brought listeners around the world the most important voices in food and drink. I'm Matt Patterson, the lead engineer here at HRN. Six years ago, when I was teaching myself to brew beer out in San Diego, I listened to Heritage Radio shows for tips, tricks, and inspiration. Heritage Radio's programming simply would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. Become a member of Heritage Radio Network today and give HRN a strong start to our second decade. Choose from exclusive member gifts and stay in the loop on discounts to upcoming events. Now is the best time to show your support for HRN. Go to heritageradionetwork.org donate. Hey,
1: hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, guys, we're going to take, we've been talking New York sourcing. We're going to switch it a little bit. Um, as many of you know, the recent California fires were the most destructive in California history, it's amazing uh, and horrible that at least 86 people were killed and more than 14,000 families displaced. Um, big shout out to Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada. Uh, you know, his brewery in Chico is right in the middle of those fires. Um, he's organized a collaboration with over 1,400 breweries in America, and he's going to come on a little bit and tell us about it. But before that, uh, two of our our hop New York hop growers here participated in... Uh, a resilience beer. So, Chris Holden, tell us uh, which brewery you worked with and a little bit about that, really quick. And then Cara, also with you.
5: Yeah. So uh, we worked with Newberg Brewing Company on doing this. Um, Germantown Beer Farm, Hudson Valley Malt contacted them about doing it, and they called us up. And so we donated the hops, German t- or Hudson Valley Malt donated the malt, and yeah, we did a collab day basically with them to help them out. And that's supposed to be released. Uh, and how, how on did Thursday. the word get around?
1: i mean i know december 20th this week if you're listening live you're going to go out and buy it all these breweries are selling the resilience uh ipa beer
5: um i think that sierra nevada is kind of a trendsetter i mean they've you know they've been around for you know what three decades now so uh when they do something i think people know to follow suit they, they do a good job so it's kind of helping them out and what they're backing. So we can basically. go up to
1: Newburgh Brewing up, up in uh, Newburgh, yep. Hudson Valley, New York, on Thursday and yep. buy that beer. Yes. Great. Yep. And Carly, so you were out west, you, you, you sat in on two... Resilience, IPA.
3: Yeah, so I, I was at um, El Segundo Brewing out near um, the Los Angeles airport. I had just landed and picked up my Marine who flew in from Okinawa, and unbeknownst to him, I dragged him like to a brewery. A, uh, like a buddy-buddy? <laughs> yeah. And um, they were just finishing up the resilience, and then um, a couple days later, I was down in San Diego at White Labs, and... They not only brewed the resilience beer with the recipe from um, Sierra Nevada, but then doing the White Labs thing that they do, they brewed the exact same um, hop and malt profile with a different yeast. So be anxious to see how. So,
1: White Labs, is there a a tap room there?
3: Yes, they've got a tap room, and they. um, So, what they do is they do a single malt, single hop, and then they use either two to four different kinds of yeast. To accentuate um, the flavors, it's pretty cool. What was the
1: recipe that uh, Sierra Nevada? So Sierra Nevada suggested everyone make the same recipe. Jason, did you did you know about this?
2: I I, I I knew about it. I um we unfortunately could not participate. No, I understand oh. that. But how,
1: but how, how did the word get out? Like, the, the,
2: did you say, "Wow, there's
1: we could all it's, make this recipe"? I mean, it's it's
2: uh, the, the word got out because the the brewing community in the U.S. is, I mean, around the world is amazing. I mean, it's it's, it's Everyone is just behind it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just you, you saw that also with the the people power beer that uh, went around a while ago, too, for the ACLU. And, like, these, you know, being able to do these things and, and everyone being on board and, and coming in times of need for other brewers, especially Sierra Nevada, is awesome. Wow. Chris?
5: Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of elaborate on what jason said i mean you got like the stuff like the a uh, ALS for als and the pink boots society stuff and they got a new one for the military vets um and yeah I, I think that it's easy for everybody to follow suit with everybody being such a close niche group basically
1: that's cool and i just while we're waiting for ken grossman um, car so you brought another collaboration beer with new york Hops.
3: Yeah. So this is um, KCBC did a collaboration, and you used the Indian Ladder hops. And I can't read. I, I don't know, my I think Indian Ladder.
1: Know. Someone was trying to call in, but unfortunately right. the lines weren't weren't working. So we are tasting the KCBC beer made with Indian Ladder Farm hops.
4: And I think it's called a Strictly Taconic. Strictly Taconic, yeah. 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 And, and how did you
1: get that beer, Kakara?
3: So I um, actually delivered hops to them today. They're going to be brewing um, an all-New York State ingredient um, beer. At KCBC. at KCBC. And they were hoping to brew tomorrow, but, you know, beer takes time and people. And so we'll be brewing that in January. But while I was there, I was talking about your show and that Indian Lander might be calling in, so... Um, Tony, the owner, decided to share a beer with me. So.
1: so, you made the most of this trip. So you, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you saw Jason at Strongrove. You've been to Grimm.
3: Oh, yeah. And
1: you were at KCBC.
3: And Kagan Lantern.
1: And Kagan Lantern, yep. too. Uh, what, what, what is Kagan Lantern? Are they going to make a beer with your host?
3: Um, I don't know. Just forming a great relationship. The guys came up for a malt conference last week. And um, so I kind of showed them the best of Central New York while they were there. And um, <laughs> it was the best. It, it was, yeah.
1: What was the malt conference?
2: <laughs> So it was the uh, uh, kind of empire malt, or not kind of. It was the Empire Malt Summit, uh, which was just trying to uh, put on by Cornell, trying to bring uh, the the malt uh, farm, the malt houses, and the the farmers together, and, and really kind of talk about the ingredients and talk about the issues that are fit they're facing. Um, so, you know, I went up as a brewer and was on a panel about working with local ingredients. Um so you know it was it was uh two days of, of panels and discussions and networking and uh drinking a lot of beer and going to these breweries that Cara took us out to and just kind of getting on and 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 you know and seeing what's going on up there um but also being able to talk to these 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 uh malt houses and, and farmers and you know seeing where they're at and what they need and how we as brewers can help them and what what what
1: what we can do going forward so Jason for this New York sourcing show you brought in two two hop hop outlets um you know w- w- where is New York malt <laughs> I'm sorry guys <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> uh no. yeah I, I you know I thought this one we've done a bunch I, there's been a done a uh, a bunch of of malt things done and I wanted to kind of you know showcase you know uh, the other side I think that you know there's uh Maybe a little less cohesion at the moment, and and, and uh, it's going. Uh, so I, they're there they're out there, and there's amazing people doing amazing things. New York Craft Malt, eighteen eighty six, Murmuration Malt, Subversive Malting, uh, Hudson Valley, Malt. Um, you know, there's there's so much. There's twelve malt houses now. There's over two thousand acres of malted barley being grown in the state. It's it's you know, it's just, and that that's from nothing. There was and there was then, no how, how malt much,
1: houses. How much was how much grain was grown? 100 years ago 120 years ago
2: um i don't remember the the actual uh, statistics on that but it was you know it was more there were there were a lot of malt houses around and it was it was you know cuz every you know there used to be around 300 and like the highest that we were ever at in terms of breweries was 396 so there was and it was a much more local type of thing you know uh, so there were malt houses and hop farms kind of everywhere to support that, that just entire industry. Uh, and when that all went away and
1: consolidation amongst the brewers happened, same thing happened with the ingredient suppliers. You, you know? know that one of those re- American revolutionary characters, Samuel Adams, was actually a maltster, right?
4: Not yeah. a brewer. Yeah, I,
1: there you, you didn't go. know that. Yeah. And Chateau, so you, yeah. you and malt at Steuben Brewing.
4: Uh, so, well, I was just going to say in, in general, I think, Consumers tend to only see the end result, um, you know. So the the breweries and the brewers tend to get all you know a lot of credit, um, but mm-hmm. the the farmers really deserve m- most of the credit. Um, go, be- Chris. All the credit. <laughs> so it, you know, it's you can't. It's really hard to make a good beer with ingredients that you know subpar ingredients. Um, it's it's a lot like you know cooking if you don't have if you don't have good ingredients, it's pretty difficult to make a, you know, good food. So, um, you know, we, we think, and, you know, we definitely promote and try to educate, uh, people that are coming to our brewery about the farms, where we get it from, where they're located, who they are. Um, we invite the, the, the the hop growers to come to the brewery. Um, so, um, you know, I, I feel like they deserve you know a lot of a lot of the credit, and consumers don't see it, and you know the the breweries and the and the brewers tend to get a lot of the credit.
3: Thank um, you. Yeah.
4: Cool. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Jason, you know, also like just again, like just six years
1: ago, I remember it was. The only monster in the Northeast was Valley Malt in Massachusetts, which was great. And guys like Tor Eschner out in Finger Lakes, he was sending all his specialty grains to Massachusetts. And it's funny because some of the breweries there, like Exhibit A, they're they're making great beer with New York State grains. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, Andrea and Christian at Valley Malt uh, were pioneers, and much of this uh, what's going on here in the in the state uh, wouldn't have wouldn't have happened without them. Um, And they're still working with a a lot of, uh, you know, uh, breweries, uh, you know, uh, throughout the state. I mean, it's too bad included. Um, You know, for for us, we've kind of taken the entire idea of New York to its, like, ultimate conclusion of, like, we're working with uh, New York uh, malt houses, uh, New York farms, New York hop growers, um, so we just wanted to kind of bring it all in the state if possible. And we were, we, we do fruited beers throughout the year and we find New York fruits as well. So we're doing, uh, you know, but there's a lot of great stuff going on, uh, both in the state and through the, the Northeast.
1: Wow. And Chad did, so you, you mentioned, uh, Pen Yang. Tell us Pen. about any, any malsters that you work with at Studio. Uh, Bay.
4: so uh, Pen Yang. So yeah, we, um, so we work with, uh, Jason was mentioning Valley malt, um, and uh, New York Craft Mall, they're they're out of Batavia, but the the farm that grows that grain is Lakeview Organic, um, out of out of Penian. So great!
1: Well, I think we've got our uh, special calling guest on. Uh, Ken Grossman, are you on the air? I'm on. Ken, um, we're, it's it's your chance to talk to America. So uh, <laughs> you've really done a great job. We have a couple uh, hop growers here that have participated in New York, in uh, the Resilience IPA um just wanted to say tell us your message because it's it's horrible my first question is gosh i saw photos of, of your brewery and chico i'm glad everyone's okay but it, it, it was pretty scary wasn't it
6: yeah the fire burned just about down to the town of chico and, and actually uh burned uh, right around the outskirts and and my my daughter's house actually had fire right in her backyard and was evacuated for almost 10 days, and uh, I live up in the foothills, and we were out for over a week as well. So, yeah, it was quite devastating for the area, and we have a lot of our folks who lived in Paradise and the surrounding uh, hill communities that uh, were impacted by the fire, and many lost their
1: homes. Well, and uh, how did you get this Brazilian IPA project started, and anything you want to say about it?
6: sure so um we're actually good friends with the uh, uh... the folks at russian river vinnie and natalie and and when they had the fire that hit santa rosa um... actually uh... i was out on a sailing trip in the sea of cortez mexico with some friends who lived in santa rosa and when we heard that uh... the fire was uh... was hitting that area um... i called um my, my friends and uh... talked it over with them and um... soon after the fire ended they launched a a project, uh, Sonoma Pride, for um, helping to generate um, money for that fire, which we participated in, brewed a beer and and, uh, sold the beer and sent revenues over to them. So when uh, the fire hit Butte County, we were uh, pretty quickly in touch with Minnie and Natalie and asked what had gone well with their fundraising uh, beer and what we would maybe do uh, to sort of raise the bar a little bit for, for the fire that we had um, happening. And so we kicked around some ideas, and I sort of went back and figured, well, let's um, try to get the, the brewing community involved in a big way. And I reached out to hop growers and um, dealers and um, barley growers and multipliers, and uh, and then put a call out to the brewing industry in general saying, come, come help us rebuild um, our foothill community that got so devastated and the uh, outpouring has been uh, nothing short of amazing. And we've got about fourteen hundred and fifty brewers who were brewing a batch of resilience beer and contributing the proceeds to uh, to a nonprofit that we set up. and then at the brewery in Chico, we're brewing about four thousand barrels um, canned and draft and and donating all those proceeds from that sale to uh, to our non nonprofit fund and we're working with the uh, communities of Paradise and Chico and Butte County in general, and meeting with uh, you know, city managers and trying to figure out how best to deploy those funds when they come in. Um, you know, there's plenty of uh, governmental agencies that are helping out, but there'll be lots of gaps in in funding things. So we're we're trying to figure out how to plug some of the holes.
1: Wow, that's amazing! You're giving a great example to uh, you know brewers around the country how to get involved in their community. Um, so December 20th, it, it, you're, you've asked for that day. So that's the day when you want everyone to go out and buy resilient IPAs all around the country?
6: Well, actually, you know, we, we put it out. Uh, I put a recipe out um, in November when the fire happened and um, told uh, all the brewers that, you know, here's a, uh, a recipe you can use. You can tweak it however you see fit. Uh, you know, We'll supply or get our or malt suppliers and hop suppliers to so hopefully uh, supply all the ingredients um so some brewers start brewing immediately and and they've actually you know started to to put some of it on the shelves we're we're doing a, a nationwide shout out though let's have a, a day to, to toast each other and just say thanks and and to try to support the community out there in butte in, uh, county
1: how did you come up with the recipe
6: so it's a, a bit of an old-school IPA, so uh, it's based uh, loosely around what we did for our Celebration Ale. So uh, the two hop varieties, Cascade and Centennial, are uh, sort of the original um, craft hops, and um, Cascade was a hop we started using back in the late 70s, and it's really the the backbone of our pale ale. And then when we came out with our Celebration Ale in 1981, uh, it featured Cascade and Centennial, and... Those two hop varieties are generally in pretty good supply, so we wanted to, to pick hops that we uh, thought would be widely available and um, and were sort of classic American IPA hops.
1: Ken, so, our um, our show today is uh, we have two two New York hop outlets here. Chris Holden, who's a a hop grower and seller, he sat in on a, a resilience IPA making. He's going to ask you a question,
5: Chris. Yeah, so Ken, where did uh um i guess my biggest thing is how have you guys had like good response from the other producers to be able to do this i guess i mean we were asked to do it and um kind of put together a collaboration of two different farms the cascade and the centennial to come up with a great flavor to make sure that's going to sell the best and i just was kind of wondering about that myself is what did you guys go out and pick some of the stuff from yakima or oregon or anything
6: We did. So the response has been nothing short of phenomenal, and and even uh, it sort of went a little global. Uh, I started getting calls from brewers I know in Italy, Germany, uh, New Zealand, um, the U.K., uh, Japan, um, and asking if uh, if they could participate. Uh, So there's been just an incredible outpouring from both the, the farming community and um, some of the barley farms that uh, we, we buy malt from um, up in in uh, uh, the U.S. as well as up into Canada uh, asked how they could help. So barley farmers jumped in and supplied some of the barley and even Union Pacific Railroad, I think, shipped a, a load of malt down for free down to, to, to help. So That's it's awesome. been an incredible outpouring across the country um, from pretty much every segment of the brewing industry. It's been amazing.
1: Ken, d- during the fire, did you have to shut down production in Chico? We
6: did. Yep. Um, so um, j- the day of the fire, that Thursday, I was uh, heading down to work pretty early in the morning, and I say I live up in the foothills, and so I could see a plume of smoke pretty far off in the distance at about seven o'clock, and uh, and we do have fires in the area, so it wasn't totally unusual. Um, and then I got to work and. Within a couple hours, I think by 9 o'clock, the sky was just black. And uh, by then, we had started hearing stories of uh, the fire heading into Paradise. And um, we have a lot of our employees who live in Paris. So we, we sent them home and pretty much uh, closed the brewery that day. And uh, we were closed through the weekend. So that was on a Thursday. Um, and uh, just to allow people to you know deal with whatever they had to deal with as far as, uh, you know, rescuing uh, family and animals and whatever else they could get to in time uh, so we were we were shuttered for a few days and then we opened up our uh, restaurant and the brewery um, the following week and, and uh, we had free meals for anybody impacted and free beer and um, we opened our our gift store up to uh, give out clothing to those people who didn't have any clothes so a lot of people literally uh, left with you know what they were wearing and had nothing um, you know, thousands of people. So it was a huge impact in the community, and you know, we we were there to try to help. Um, and then we ended up um, making Thanksgiving. We cooked for up to about 2,000 people, and opened that up in our restaurant. And um, we have a, a big music venue. So it's been a you know, pretty tragic situation for the community at, at large. You know, it's 27,000 people that were displaced, and um, you know, the. The Paradise area is really you know, almost non-existent. There's a few homes left, but pretty much wiped out the whole community.
1: Well, Ken, that's um, it's unbelievable, and just you know, everyone's appreciative of what you're doing, and we really, gosh, it's just crazy. Um, so just people should check out the Resilient IPA. Um, should they go to Sierra Nevada website to check out more information? Um, yeah,
6: so uh, 1,450 breweries participated, and, and we've tried to list them all on our website, so uh, you can go there and look by. I think we have it both alphabetical and by region, so you can find uh, a brewery in your area that's participating. Um, and we did package some our, ourselves that won't be distributed nationwide, but just into some select markets. But uh, you know, part of the the whole effort here is to support your local brewery, who's uh, been so generous to you know contribute to our cause so um there's lots of breweries around the country you should be able to find one near you that's um producing a batch of resilience
1: great thank you so much ken thanks for joining us we know that our guests uh white labs out in uh, california they they ha- at their tap room there they have a resilient ipa and up in the hudson valley new york uh newberg uh, made it with chris here uh cricket hops so ken thanks for joining us man um uh, great job and uh just we're Appreciate we can help you. Thank you so much.
6: I appreciate the shout-out, and, and um, yeah, look forward to sampling some resilience myself. I'm traveling around Ox. I'll be in New York tomorrow night, and I hope to try some out there as well.
1: I bet you're going to be at the Pony Bar on the Upper East Side.
6: I will try to get by there.
1: He's one of, he loves you. So yeah. <laughs> We met you three years ago. You came out. You launched your, uh, your Goza beer, and you had a right, nice, yep. nice party at the Upper East Side, the Pony. So thanks, Ken. Um, okay. Thank you so much for what you do. And, guys, um, you thank you so much. Thanks, Ken. We're going um, to sign off, guys, everybody. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody. So let's go around one more time. Uh, say your name and your, your business and where the hell you're from. Because <laughs> yeah. this is – I'm still – Ken's talking about the world. I'm still trying to figure out New York State. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jason Saylor, owner of brewer Strong Rope Brewery. We're located in Gowanus, Brooklyn. Uh, Taproom is open uh, six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday come on down try some local beer let's talk new york ingredients it's fun it's all beer. right
5: chris uh chris holden uh owner of crooked creek hops farm and manager of the new york hop uh we're uh in addison new york near corning new york it's in Steuben county <clears throat> in western new york great man and you made uh resilient beer with uh yeah we collabed with that with the uh, hudson valley mall and at uh new york, Newburgh brewing company
4: great chad Yep. Chad Zamar, uh, owner, brewer of Stew Ben Brewing Company. Uh, we're located in Hammondsport, which is um, Finger Lakes region. Specifically, we are on the west side of Cuca Lake, uh, which is just south of Rochester.
1: You're on my summer trip, man. And I really like, I know you sell Please a lot of pills, yeah. but I really like this IPA that you poured, too. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Cara.
3: Cara Johnston, um, I'm sales and marketing for Chimney Bluff Hoppery in Wolcott, which is outside of New York or Rochester, New York, uh, not far from the Chimney Bluff State Park.
1: And there's a couple of New York City breweries that are making beer with your hops.
3: Oh, definitely, we're we're all over the state, so it's pretty you cool.
1: KCBC coming KCBC, up. KCBC
3: Strong Rope, Strong Rope, Grim Circa. And you're
1: out out west, and t- tell us the two breweries that that you saw them make the Resilient oh, IPA? Oh, um,
3: El Segundo Brewery, and then White Labs, which is a yeast lab, but they also have a tap room. So if
1: you're out in California, you can go, go try this. So and, and Ken Grossman called in from Sierra Nevada to tell us about the Resilient IPA, the Campfire Beer Project. Try to support that on December 20th. Go out and drink beer. And uh, raise money for the people in uh, Northern California. So, once again, thanks for listening. Uh, big shout out to our producer, Justin Kennedy, engineer, Matt Patterson, uh, intern, Dylan Hoyer. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks for joining us on the Heritage Radio Network. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Merry Christmas, guys. All right. Woo!
0: Woo.